0: So it was the mid 90s, and I'm sitting there late one night. My brother's on the computer, my dad's out, and I just finished watching a movie. I really didn't want to get into another movie. I just wanted to sit back and watch something on TV. I just, you know, wanted to take a look what's out there. This is a time of the day I don't watch TV, so I start flipping through the channels, and I see this show named after one of my favorite cars in the entire world. So I change the channel and take a look at it. While watching it, I start to realize that this is just another boring cop drama show. It's bland. There's no Oh substance or anything to it it's it's like baywatch on the road or should i say vip which pamela anderson did as well even though that show was late after this one the show in question was viper a show developed produced and pushed by chrysler corporation to bring the image of the viper up into the world yes this television show this cop drama was essentially a giant advertisement run on tv so an advertisement for an automotive product within a show now where have we heard that Or even seen that before in our lives. That is what Autolux is gonna be talking about today. Autolux.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to the Autolux.net podcast. I am your host, as always, the Doctor to the Automotive Industry, Mr. Everett J, coming to you from our main host site, Autolux. .net. If you haven't been there, check it out. Check out our corporate website page, especially as we have corporate websites from around the globe, big or small. We have them all, autolux.net. And while there, check for pictures and images from this podcast and many others. And at the end of every year, we rate cars from around the world on their exterior designs. This is what made Autolooks into what it is today. So check out the ratings of how well your vehicles are doing it. Or check our complete list dating all the way back to 2000 model year for vehicles and their ratings to see how the competition stacks up against each other in each market and also we'd like to thank our host website podbeam.com if you haven't been there check it out podbeam.com has got the Autoworks.net podcast and they are the ones that help us stream out to every other major podcasting site that you find this on so if you found us on Spotify iTunes, Amazon Music, Audible Stitcher or even iHeartRadio it was all thanks to Podbeam and the Autoworks.net. Podcast coming to you from the Econ Media Service. So today we're taking a look at automotive advertising. Yes, it's all over the place. And way back in our very first season, we talked about this. If you would not remember Playmobil, we did that short podcast day episode about Playmobil and the fact that Playmobil is now becoming an automotive advertiser for Porsche. They've now moved into Volkswagen as well. But how are they an advertiser? They make toys, right, Everett? Like they're just a toy manufacturer. Yes. They are, but similar to that, toys, television, movies, hell, even generalized product can bring awareness to the industry that we all love. If you don't believe me, take a look back, in the 80's, I'll give you two names of a show, Night Rider and the A-Team, what popped into your head first? Seriously, did the entire A-Team and Mr. T pop in your head, or was it that 1984 GMC Vendura? That popped into your head first which is actually available from playmobile as well and coming soon to playmobile will be the knight rider firebird but did you see david hasselhoff or the voice of the teacher from boy meets world and charlie's angels or did you see kit i don't know about you but i saw kit first if i say the fast and the furious what's the first thing that pops in your head is it vin diesel and paul walker or is it that 1995 bright orange toyota supra or that 69 dodge charger back to the future do you not see a flying delorean gone in 60 seconds depending on your age and depending on how much you're a fan did nicholas cage's 67 ford mustang gt 500 or the The original 1971 Ford Mustang Mach 1 pop into your head. This is all indication of automotive advertising. Now, Some of these companies didn't even mean to be part of these shows. DeLorean was gone before Back to the Future came out. Why did that car become a star? There was tons of them and nobody wanted to buy them. So why not buy a whole whack of them for this movie? Bam! Becomes an instant star because of the movie. Everybody knows the car now. Everybody wants the car. Hell the car's coming back and building an electric version. DeLorean. Starsky and Hutch. Here's an old one, the Gran Torino. Seriously, for anyone even of my age, group, if you know who starts skiing hutches, you know that Gran Torino before you can even visualize any of the actors from that show. Ghostbusters? Now that's a hard one because the movie was more about the Ghostbusters than it actually was about the Cadillac ambulance. But it's still an automotive advertisement. It's still the car. It's still something we see part of the movie and we want and going back to the original beginning as i said viper there was a show help created by chrysler corporation to help push that car out into the marketplace this is a car company trying to use television to boost its image of vehicles nobody wanted to put the viper in a television show nothing like magnum pi and its ferrari or night rider with the firebird the a-team with the or hell even the original lincoln futura concept car utilized in the original batman series as the batmobile nobody wanted to put the viper brand they got music videos they got in a few movies here and there but they didn't have anything to really push the car so they made a television show or as we said Playmobil is from germany who else is from germany volkswagen auto group and porsche want to create more awareness to porsche want to give kids because kids all kids love sports cars we're more willing to get the Playmobil 911 than we are the volkswagen beetle myself being different i'm a car guy i have both but my son wanted that porsche first and he wanted the back to the future delorean he likes the beetle and microbus but he's not too crazy about them he wanted the other ones but then again i just said automotive advertising they advertised the porsche and then they brought the beetle and the microbus in so they got my son to buy it because he's into Playmobil and he loves the toys and he loves cars then they got me to spend my money on buying back to the future stuff and volkswagen stuff sitting right next to my head as i make this podcast here is the back to the future delorean the back to the future tacoma a volkswagen microbus and a volkswagen beetle on a shelf next to me from Playmobil it's advertising when people come in the office now they could see the Volkswagen advertisement sitting in front of them Lego is doing this as well with their speed champion cars or even Technic how many people out there are more aware of Lego Technic thanks to the Bugatti Chiron and the fact that they built a Bugatti Chiron out of Technic and actually drove it on a road and now you can buy the set advertising for Bugatti some of these kids will never even be able to see this car in real life. But here it is for me to hold and play with. I can have it. It makes me desire it. It's an advertisement. Porsche did this in the Playmobil movie with the Mission E concept, which became the Taycan. Think about it. You're surrounded by advertising. Advertising can come in many forms for the automotive companies. And one of the biggest ones that came out in the 90s, one of the biggest advertisements for the automobile industry ever to come out was Gran Turismo. And if you haven't heard it, we have a podcast about the life and times of Gran Turismo on autolux.net. Gran Turismo pushed these cars into people's faces. How many people out there wanted a nissan skyline gtr before that game ever came out how many people in north america even knew that car existed before that game came out not that many but they advertised it and people demanded it my generation grew up playing the game and wanting that car and by the time we were able to start buying those cars nissan had finally given us the gtr for the north american marketplace they gave us what we wanted because we saw it in a video game and we wanted it it was advertised right there just like brembo a you know, Ten, Edelbrock, PBS, they're all sponsored in games like this. They're advertisements along the back wall. Whoever says advertisements don't work, they do. When you're watching a movie and they, you know, they pick up a can of something to drink, if you could see the label that it says Coca Cola, that's product placement. We all know this. In the automotive world, it works as well. You could do product placement with toys in movies as well. Micro machines were cars. Now, it didn't help promote car companies per se, but putting them in the original Home Alone movies helped machine sales grow. Other ways you can grow it are special edition things. How many car companies are tied in with generalized products? Aston Martin has a bike. Mercedes-Benz has a stroller. Ferrari has a child seat. Bugatti has a desk. You may be the one out there spending thousands of dollars to get these things put into your house just because of the name on them. But when you push it around it's still advertising for those companies. How Hyundai went one step over and built the Hyundai 45 electric vehicle for kids and it was just in hospitals it was for hospital use that is it product placement diecast cars you always thought was a major part of it hot wheels right when hot wheels got out of their built, making their own designs and got into actually making them it created more awareness about it now we do have a history of the diecast cars podcast on autolux.net as well so take a listen to that one but diecast cars got a lot of us into it then we moved to lego then we moved to playmobile then we moved to slot car track You gotta think about there's tons of automotive advertising just in the toy market. I'll, I'll give you a few names Lego Playmobil Hot Wheels, Barbie, Power Wheels, and even bicycles all have product placement on them. Speed Champions, Technic, Playmobil Special Edition. Hell, they have the Aston Martin DB5 there now. All these special editions. Barbie! Barbie doesn't use a Corvette anymore. The automotive industry has lost it on Barbie, but some of its counterparts are utilizing it. One of its counterparts has a Volkswagen Microbus because Volkswagen still wants to be there. Chevrolet has lost the fact that Barbie can help sell the Corvette, but they've moved on. And like we with video games. Gran Turismo brought a new avenue of advertising to the automotive world. Now you can put your car in the game to make kids want it more. You could show the tracks to get people to come to them. You could put advertisements against the sidewalls of those racetracks so kids know what parts to put in their car. And then comes along Need for Speed and they add the Need for Speed Underground series. Takes Gran Turismo to the next level. This is street racing, drag racing, drifting, and track racing through traffic. Now you can customize. They give you fully customizable options from body kits tires and rims to performance parts turbos nitrous paint jobs wraps stickers anything your mind can imagine from the automobile industry and like the fast and furious franchise this blew up the aftermarket industry it brought a whole new awareness to the aftermarket industry and as of right now i'm playing a game on my cell phone i know these guys will like some free advertising because it's advertising for the game i'm playing c SR Racing 2 on my cell phone. Become kind of quite addicted to it. But it allows me to do similar things to Need for Speed Underground in it. I can own cars I've always wanted. Add parts to them to make them look the way I want. Give them the power they want. Race against other people and I can win other cars. I have a 1970 Mustang in there that I put my dad's name on the license plate because he has a 1970 Mustang. I have a Supra and I'm just maxing it up. I have a WRX Impreza. One of those things I always said was an amazing winter car for my it's in the game. It's one of those things that I, I, it keeps falling on the backside. I'm like, ah, it, yeah, but it's in the game now and I'm just pumping tons of money into it to make it faster and faster and I'm beating things like Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Porsches, Aston Martins in this game. Now, not everything in this games is true, but it still brings to light the automotive world. Gran Turismo, The Crew, Forza, Need for Speed, Rocket League, and Top Gear are all product advertisements, Rocket League especially, because Rocket League blends two markets together. There are the people who like playing sports, and then there are the kids who like playing video games. And the automotive world said, "What if we merge the two together? We take the biggest sport in the world, soccer, and we merge it with the biggest generalized sport in the world, racing. We play soccer with cars." And then car companies caught on. I just saw today that the brand new Lamborghini Countach is going to be in Rocket League. They had the Back to the Future DeLorean that my son wanted. Ford released a whole whack of vehicles a couple years ago. Same with Mercedes, BMW. Like they all. All release things into these games. So people will spend money. Because adults do it too. I have done it in the past. To buy these for your game. Because you want them. It's an advertisement. It's saying here I am. You can own me. You can't own me in the real world. But you can own me in the digital world. Similar to those people who can't own a Ferrari. But they put their newborn in a Ferrari stroller in a Ferrari car seat. But they drive around a Mercedes. It's like I don't want to drive around a Ferrari with my kid in it. So I will put my kid in my Mercedes with a Ferrari stuff. Because I'm a Ferrari guy. And then there are my two favorite, the last bit, for automotive advertising. If you didn't know this, it's in it. And it's sitting behind me in my office. Artwork. Automotive artwork. I'm not talking about, like, posters. Although posters do help with product advertising because they do put that car front and center in a child's room or somebody's rec room to show you that car and makes you desire it a bit more than when you came in. But actual artwork. Doing a, um, an amazing forest scape and then plopping this Lamborghini Countach in the bottom corner. The awareness may be on the background but by adding that one little bit of an image of a car at the bottom you've advertised the automobile industry and said this is a car art. This is for car people. They're going to want this. Hell I'm going to want it. So the advertising's working on me. I want it. Yeah if it was just a forest before I wouldn't be drawn to it. Now there's a Countach in it I want it. The advertisement works. Similar to that with the Playmobil Back to the Future car. I wanted it. I got that for Father's Day from my family. Yeah, my wife and kids bought me a toy for my Father's Day gift. Because I wanted it so badly. I'm an automotive enthusiast. But the advertising worked. Playmobil got through. They said I could finally own a Back to the Future car. One that I could actually play with. Because in diecast form, it's too small to have fun with. This one, I could actually open the doors. Put people in it. The lights up. It's like having my own Dolores in my house on my microbus opening the doors having a picnic it makes it so i can have it having images of cars strewn across your computer is one thing but actually having a workable model is another those big old toys the Burego and maisto cars those ones really show off the detail of vehicles with a lot of them having opening hoods and trunk slash boots doors turning tires movable seats they really give you the illusion of these cars my son likes playing with Mustangs, he's barely even seen my dad's Mustang because it's still wrapped up. But he likes Mustangs because, for Christmas one year, he got one of those big models of a GT500. And then we got another one at a yard sale, and then he has his little Hot Wheels one, and he loves playing with them. He likes them, and he's seen gone in 60 seconds both of them. They've advertised the Mustang straight out to him, and like his father, we're not big Ford people. My dad in my life has only owned one other Ford product besides his Mustang. He's never wanted to own a Ford. He's a big Chrysler guy hates Fords me I've owned one actually two of them in my life both Tauruses both not that bad but when I bought a new vehicle I got a Toyota not a Ford but I still love the Mustang why? Because it's been pushed into my face. I would buy a Supra over the RX-7 because the Supra had more of a standpoint in the Fast and the Furious franchise than Dom's RX-7. Do you not remember from the very first Fast and Furious, Dominic Toretto, when he shows up the very first Midnight Race, it's in a red Mazda RX-7. That is Dominic Toretto's car. Not the 69 Charger, the RX-7. But there was more emphasis put on to the Supra and the Eclipse than that RX-7 that more people demanded and wanted to go out to buy the supras and the eclipses hell chargers now trying to find them used to be able to buy cheap crappy ones from somebody's field for dirt cheap now the price has gone through the roof thanks to you know fast and the furious thanks to lego now pushing them these are all products being pushed out in the advertising form subconsciously making you want to buy them seriously how many people out there wanted a van and wanted to go around solving mysteries like scooby-doo product placement you wanted the van because of something you loved not to say i'm gonna go out and buy a pink sedan because i watched the simpsons but it's still there it's still a part of it and i still want it. speed racer i would like to have that car i want a mach 5 i'll build one myself someday if i can because i want it because of that advertising because of the show so in the end it doesn't matter if it's just your product in it being sponsored in it or even just an image automotive advertising is there it's all around you it doesn't matter if it's a toy sitting on someone's desk or a car sitting in a parking lot or a piece of art in an atrium the advertising is there and is there to show you a world outside of your own and to show you the greatness of that world So why do we need all these subliminal subliminal advertisements? Because they help boost the industry. And just like everything else, you know, putting background music from certain bands to even back in the day, Santa drinking Coke. It just makes you want it because it's there. And that is the power of advertising. So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment about it on any of the streams you are listening to, or head on over to one of our social pages, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, hell, even Pinterest, and send us a remark, send us an email, and while there, stop by autolux.net and check out some of our corporate websites, some of the ratings and cars from around the world that you've never even seen before, and check out some of our great podcasts from days before, or hell, even a tidbit show on autolux.net. Big or small, we have them all. Corporate websites from around the globe. Autolux.net has the most extensive automotive listing of car companies from around the world. If you find a site better than ours, let us know. So, for myself, Autolux.net, Podbeam, our host site, and all the other streaming services, strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride. The world of advertising is taking you on.